0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Millennium Live, our Digital Diary Podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. You'll leave this podcast episode thinking, does it really work? And that's the number one question founder and CEO of CareMinder, Harry Souza, gets asked on the daily. CareMinder is revolutionizing RPM by tapping into societal trends in which patients already integrate mobile technology into their day-to-day lives. It enables physicians to improve outcomes while also benefiting from new revenue streams for keeping patients healthier. This is just the beginning and CareMinder isn't stopping anytime soon. Thanks so much for coming along.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been been a great conference today.
0: Good. So I want to talk a little bit about your background and how you came to where we are now. So you have an engineering background. You're into the problem solving and creating solutions. So how come healthcare?
1: Well, uh, it's, that's a really good question. I sort of stumbled into it. Um, I do have a background in engineering. My degrees and uh, my bachelor's degree, my master's degree is in electrical engineering. Uh one of my jobs involved working for a company that um uh was invited to try to help an HMO. And so that was the beginning of it all. Um I've actually I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an, I'm a serial uh addict of <laughs> entrepreneurship. Uh and I've had three companies. This is the third company in healthcare. Wow. And it just sort of started, but it's it's an easy one to understand because it's something that everyone experiences. But one of the things that I'd say, and this is kind of I, I've said it here at, at the meetings we've had here quite a bit, is I don't approach healthcare the way a clinician does. My family doesn't have doctors, my family doesn't have nurses or pharmacists or anybody like that. My family was blue-collar parents and and mostly teachers, high school teachers, grade school teachers. My son is that. And so, you know, I was an engineer and when I look at healthcare, I tend to look at it from the perspective of a patient. And so as an engineer, you want to fix things. You want to build things. You want to solve problems. As a patient, you know, you see what happens to your parents. You see what happens to your, your kids. You see, and that becomes the basis of the decisions you make.
0: And it seems like the most important perspective to look at it from. <laughs> well, I tend
1: to think so. I it was, it's one of those frustrations I had in the other two companies is that I felt that healthcare had some very serious problems that I would call sort of endemic problems. There were perverse incentives that would stop people from working with each other and that the, the person that was really left out dangling was the patient. Fortunately, I think there's been some you know, really interesting changes in the last few years that have uh, addressed that problem. I stepped out of healthcare for a while because I was so frustrated with what I saw in the data and I couldn't figure out how it would fix itself. And uh, only came back recently because of the new capabilities that are possible using technology.
0: Sure. So a good transition into what you're doing now. <laughs> Talk to us about CareMinder. It's a it's a early stage company um, in mobile enabled remote patient monitoring. That's it's a real very mouthful,
1: in- isn't it? It is. MRPF. <laughs> Mrpm. <laughs>
0: MRPF. It's very new. Um, so talk to us about the basics of this. What what should we know about Careminder?
1: Okay, well, uh, yes, it is new. And and I think it's one of the most exciting parts of healthcare is that this notion has now been set into motion. Healthcare can be delivered non-face-to-face. That actually started as being pushed a big time by uh, by CMS, by Medicare and Medicaid. And that's being followed on by the big insurers. And it's kind of a, a, a no-brainer in some way where it says if you have an at-risk patient, you should check in with them between office okay. visits. Seems like, <laughs> seems like you'd want to know how it's going and you'd want to make sure that it's not going wrong, that they're not having a problem or a problem they don't even perceive as a problem, but it actually is one that would otherwise send them to the hospital or do something that you know would be very bad, like amputate something. So checking in turns out to be a very effective strategy. problem with checking in has been the technology of outreach you got doctor's offices. They're incredibly stretched. They have very little bandwidth left over. And they're trying to reach out to this patient base and do something for them. The question is, how do you get the information back? The good news is technology now finally affords a way to do this. It started in 2015 when chronic care management was an initiative started by Medicare. And they started paying for checking in with people that had two chronic conditions, and that would be like diabetes or hypertension or high cholesterol or anemia, those sorts of things. And in, in the over 65 population, those are extremely prevalent. They think that of the 60 million Americans they, that they cover, 40 million of them qualify for being followed like this. It's an enormous chunk. And if you go down in ages, you're still going to find a fair number of 40 and 50 year olds that fall in that category too. The problem is how would you actually make this happen? They started paying for the non-face-to-face data gathering, patient-generated information going back to the office, and they set up this program. When I first saw it, I thought, well, you know, people are going to try to do this with telephones, and it's not going to work. You will not be able to have enough hours to call people. You're going to get them on the phone. You're not going to be able to get them off the phone. You're not going to be able to ask the right questions. And so consequently, you're going to wind up burning a lot of time, burning out your staff, and not really getting much good done. That's when I said, well, you know, I was working in mobile applications that enabled organizations to communicate with their community, a high school talking to the, to the high school as a whole or talking to the individual high school teams or the drama department or whatever, a trade association talking to their chapters, a uh, youth soccer clubs or baseball clubs talking, the teams talking among themselves, but doing it in a healthcare safe way, a HIPAA safe way, even though it didn't apply, um, because that was the earmarkings I had coming into it when I stepped out of healthcare and started doing mobile apps. But then I saw that we're paying people to have this interaction, and what dawned on me is that telephones aren't gonna work, they'll never scale, they will achieve results in the people they have, but they're not gonna reach enough people. We could do it with an app, we could do it with a platform, we could do it a different way that could be used in a very broad way and that's where CareMinder came by.
0: Now, it's it's sounding a lot like this buzzword that is always flying around telehealth. So why is this not in that category?
1: Okay. Telehealth is a really important thing. Telehealth is is it it solves the problem of location and distance. So you you have a provider talking clinician talking to a patient but it's synchronous which means the people are talking and, and whether it's a chat room or whether it's video or whether it's facetime or skype you're you're you have the two people at the same time that is great for certain things and it's highly inefficient because you're still using the minutes of the clinician time to get it done so it's good for certain things that they should use it for but again it's limited in scale because of the time commitment and the coordination commitment of trying to get the two people on the line at the same time. Um, remote patient monitoring is, is different. It's asking for data. And it's saying, I need to know this about you because of things that you're dealing with in your health. Um, but you can tell me anytime today or tomorrow. Just send it in. And if you send it in that you, you've checked in for the week, that's good, we'll look at it. If everything's fine, it's fine. If something's going a little sideways, then we'll get back to you. But it's a much easier way of getting stuff done. So think about the difference between trying to make a phone call with someone or trying to send them a text message. You send a text message, you give them the right to reply to you kind of whenever they get to it. Phone calls are hard, we all know that. It's kind of the same thing. Telehealth is more like a phone call. Remote patient monitoring, especially if you do it in a mobile manner, is more like a text messaging kind of thing.
0: That makes sense. So you and I, throughout this conference, have been talking a lot about how you um, are going up to some of these attendees that we have, and even just talking to people in general. And it's funny that they're, they're kind of bringing up the question, does it work? They're, they're in shock. They don't believe it. <laughs> um, so so, what are you saying to them when, when you get asked this question?
1: Well, I, we, have a, we have this wonderful document. As I said, the, the, the Medicare people started this thing in 2015. And in 2017, they said, let's look at the first two years and see how it's gone. And so they did this. They hired a Washington, D.C., you know, meta geek data people <laughs> to do this analysis. And they wrote this 138-page report that's available online. And it's one of the most boring documents ever. <laughs> the only people I know on earth that have actually read it is myself and our chief medical officer. My, own, my whole team hasn't. Yeah. They've read the cliff notes. We wrote notes to it. That was nice. <laughs> so... But it said, it said some interesting things. It said, you know, we, we studied almost 700,000 people, 680,000 people. We paid out $108 million. We, we paid the doctors $108 million in that time frame. We had 17,000 doctors and doctor offices involved in this thing. And the results were really clear. Number one, the patients liked the fact that someone was checking in on them. All right. That made them feel cared about. All right second thing was the doctors liked the fact that the patients seemed to be doing what they asked them to do more. The third thing was it saved a ton of money for Medicare. Now, how did it save it? They actually break it out in this 130-page page report. It says, it says, we saved money by not having hospitalizations, by not having people in, in, inpatient. We, did, we saved money by not having them in skilled nursing facilities recovering from inpatient. We saved money by not having outpatient services we did spend more money in office visits. We did spend more money in home services. But the net effect was we saved a lot of money and we, it, we saved enough money we can give it back to the doctors to provide care like this. So they, they, their results at that time said they were saving $74 per month, $1,000 a year basically. And they said, you know we'll pay the doctors 50 bucks a month to save the 74 and to keep people healthier. Wow,
0: so it's optimizing workflow and you're getting money Getting better it. care. Get, and <laughs> and get, better get, care. Get, get care.
1: <laughs> and that's the hardest thing for most people is there's reports out there. And the report says basically it worked. The, the, the cohorts that they analyzed were, you know, somebody says, how do you know these outcomes work? I said, well, read the 138 pages or don't even read that. Read, <laughs> read this one slide. Yeah. The group they studied was 100,000 people compared to 100,000 um, control group. For 18 months. I mean, who, who can do a study like that other than, than like Medicare? And those are the ones they said save the money. Those are the ones that turned down the hospitals. Those, I don't have to, I have no way of proving better than that, that this thing works. It works and you actually get paid. And basically what's happening now is the technology necessary to do it, things like smartphones and tablets, are now mature enough that they can be the, the, the user end of this thing users are comfortable with that technology they they use they use smartphones and tablets to look at facebook that's and instagram right. and and to make reservations and 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 now there's money saying this is the way we should deliver care we've never delivered care this way before we never could but now we can and we should because it works and it's cheaper right
0: this is where we are it's that's crazy. where we are yeah.
1: and most people don't know the story i mean it's just it's kind of too new All right. Nobody wants to read a 138 page report. A lot of people are here working very hard and very focused on what they're doing. But they don't the thing that they don't necessarily realize, though I'd admit some of them have have really ventured out into this area, is that this is a whole new way of delivering care. It doesn't have a doctor's office. It doesn't have a hospital. It is the time between those. And that's kind of like saying, well, you know, we went to the grocery store on in january and we went to the grocery store in 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 april because it was easter but in between time we just had them delivered (laughs) and and it's i mean it's like that it's like i didn't have to go my 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 family my daughters and my wife in particular i don't know what they know what what a mall is because they just don't go shopping they don't have to it all just they see it online they buy it it comes and why doesn't healthcare work the same way there's some way of me staying in touch of them taking care of me because I'm the patient I don't know what I'm supposed to be taking care of but I got a smart doctor they can ask the right questions I can get a one of these gizmos the 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 watches that you wear or the sure. the things that you can put on your skin these band- we we have a tremendous array of those things popping out mm-hmm. we have things that can measure things inside me my 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 blood sugar levels they can measure my 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 blood pressure they can measure my heartbeat they can look at my rhythms right. And, and I can use them because they aren't hard. And so why do I need to go to the office all the time? It's inconvenient. It's hard. It disrupts my days. Just ask me for what I need and I'll send it. And then let me know if you need me to see me then.
0: Now, because this is such a new concept, I'm sure there are some challenges that uh, you and CareMinder are facing. What are, what are some of these challenges?
1: Well, I think the biggest one is the biggest one is that people don't believe that it works. They don't believe it's there. They think it's somehow cheating. All right. Now, the, the, the guidelines that say how you get paid are very um, are very robust. They ask for a lot of things. So if you have one of these conditions, they don't just ask for what's your blood pressure. Let's say you let's say you have high blood pressure and they're giving you some medications for it. That's one of the things that you have to find out. But you also have to find out how often are you taking your medications? Are you having any side effects? Are you able to get your prescription refilled? Have you seen a new doctor that we didn't know about? Have you started a new drug that we didn't know about? Are you able to drive? Are you able to have a hot meal? Are you able to have heating oil in the winter? Are you feeling good today? How are you sleeping? You got to ask all of these questions to actually fill the requirement that was set up. But you can ask all those questions if you do it in this manner that we have with kind of checklists and multiple choice. It's easy if you kind of put it out a little at a time and rather, rather than having answer a 78 question quiz once a month, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's a lot of data that's flowing and you're really in touch. And the thing that our patients like is they feel like they're literally talking to their doctor's office. All right. I mean, we have one doctor in Los Angeles that's doing it out of a small practice. And, you know, his comment is he says, look we're putting you onto this program, you're gonna get these requests for data, Marjorie's gonna send them to you. Well, Marjorie doesn't, a robot does it. But but Marjorie's gonna read them all and if she sees anything wrong, she's gonna call you. And they're all going like, okay, Marjorie's got it, she's got me covered. I don't know exactly who reads it, but they feel good about it and they feel like every time it comes, they better answer it because Marjorie's waiting for the answer.
0: Yeah. Really, really fascinating stuff. It's, it is. It's going to be exciting to see where this heads. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and yeah, the explosion of the biometric devices is crazy. Um, they're getting they're getting cooler and spookier as you go on. Uh, the uh, uh, they're able to detect more and more things. The latest ones that I like is there's a company out in North Carolina that makes technology that you put in earbuds. Wow. And and they can measure your blood pressure. They can measure your stress levels. They can measure your your by earbuds and, and the people that were licensing that was Apple for their airbud thing. Right. Uh, there's a company out of Australia that has a, a a blood glucose stick. It's like a little stick of gum made of plastic, though, and you stick it on your tongue and you hold it there and it measures your blood sugar level without in getting blood drops of blood, without having to do any of that stuff. You just hold it on your tongue and it's a semiconductor biometric sensor that they can print on plastic. So it's cheap. And it's being used in Southeast Asia, now it's coming to the United States. Oh. These are the things that make it so easy, so simple. One of the companies we use has a Band-Aid that you wear on your chest and it measures like a zillion things. And it's, if a doctor feels that that's the best way to take care of a patient, the choices they have is ever expanding. Yeah. And if it's, if it's easy for the patient to use and they feel like they're getting good out of it, it ought to be used.
0: Well, I'm, I'm so happy that you're here to talk to us about this. And this is so unreal that all of this is happening, but it's an, it's an exciting time. Well, yeah,
1: and I think that's it. Somebody asked me uh, in a recent journal, was asking questions. They say, how do you stay motivated? And I said, well, I read the technology breakthroughs that are happening in healthcare. I, I read about the gizmos, whether it's the little stick or the earbuds or the watch or the tat- there's a tattoo. Whatever's that you- next. Whatever's <laughs> next, whatever they have, you know. And it excites me because I can see the utility of it. I can see that it's going to help people. I can see that it's going to do good. And I can see that the system is geared now with the technology of mobile platforms to be able to monitor these people without having to bother them just in the course of their life. And so that, yeah, it is exciting. It is great fun. It's fun to be building a company in that.
0: Well, good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Hope to see you at the next.
1: (laughs) I believe I'm coming to the next. Thank you. (laughs) All right.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to listen and subscribe to our podcast exclusively on iTunes and SoundCloud to get the inside scoop from top execs in the world of digital transformation. Our next Healthcare Providers Transformation Assembly takes place on November 18th and 19th, 2019. Head on over to mill-all.com for more information.